Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian and Trickin. And welcome back to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. I'm your host, Brian Trickin, a.k.a. Casey Bubba. You can find me on the Twitter at BDNTrick, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. We're here to recap your Thursday action on the diamond, get you ready for Friday and then into the weekend where Jake Crumpler will take over as usual to cover Saturday and Sunday's missions and podcasts for me. And then I'll be back with you guys on Monday. So let's get into your Thursday recap of things. Only seven games, still a decent amount of news and notes. Alec Bohm, we mentioned he was going in for an MRI on Thursday. We got the results back. It was bad enough to say, hey, you're going to the IL. It's a mild strain. Hopefully just a couple weeks. Alec Bohm to the IL. The Phillies will call Drew Ellis, who's hitting 269 with eight home runs and a 1.009 OPS in AAA over 21 games. Ellis is primarily going to play first base when there's left-handed pitchers on the mound, but maybe gets a few extra at-bats here and there for the Phillies. Cole Calhoun opted out of his minor league deal with the Yankees, and people might go, Bubba, who cares? Well, because Cole Calhoun has had moments of even last year where he was streaky for a couple weeks in Fantasy Viable. He's apparently made some... uh, uh, approach changes, stance changes at the plate. Now, Calhoun was hitting nine, had a 963 OPS in AAA, so some team that needs outfield help, <clears throat> Orioles, might give Cole Calhoun a call because they could. Calhoun could actually enjoy games in Camden Yards with that right field, uh, right field area there. So Cole Calhoun could be an interesting guy to keep an eye on, depending on where he lands uh, with this latest move. Jose Alvarado, I know Craig Kimbrell's been pretty good in that Phillies bullpen, but we loved Jose Alvarado before he got hurt. He uh, his, his bullpens are done. He paid some BP. He's done. He's starting to rehab assignment in AAA on Saturday, Lehigh Valley. So Jose Alvarado goes to Lehigh this weekend. They said he'll likely make about two rehab appearances, maybe three. And then Alvarado will head back to the Philadelphia Phillies. So he gets back pretty soon. It'll be interesting to see if they go back to kind of the committee between Kimbrell and Alvarado and company, or if Alvarado is strictly a seventh and eighth inning guy. I think he gets his save chances back again, but we'll see. Kimbrell's been very, very good since uh, Alvarado's hit the IL, but Alvarado deserves, I think, a chance to get a little bit of that job back as well. Chris Bryant back to the IL with a left heel bruise. Man, it's just everyone, well, not everyone, not me and some others, but Chris Bryant going to Colorado, people got pretty pumped on for fantasy purposes, and it's been nothing nothing, nothing to get excited about. So back to the IL for Chris Bryant. Kind of hinted at this on yesterday's podcast, but became official with uh, as Oswaldo Cabrera and Franchi Cordero and some others going back to AAA, and then a plane flight coming into Los Angeles for the weekend with Josh Donaldson, Giancarlo Stanton, and Tommy Camley. They were all activated from the IL, be ready to go for Friday with the Yankees against the Dodgers. Framber Valdez, just for your news and notes, was not did not start on Thursday. They called up a minor leaguer. Valdez was pushed back to Friday and will now face off with must-see TV against Shohei Otani and the Angels. Luis Rise left the, in the eighth inning Thursday for the Marlins. He uh, 
appeared to have injured or tweaked or something. There's really no exact information at this point in time. His leg he has a leg injury. Uh, no exact info on what it was, but they pulled him in the eighth inning. And apparently he's day to day, but more info to come from there. St. Louis Cardinals, they're calling up Jordan Walker from AAA. He'll rejoin the Cardinals on Friday. Walker was hitting 239 with four home runs and four stolen bases in AAA. Over the last week or so, he was hitting 333 with three of those home runs. He was kind of heating up. All of a sudden, maybe Walker is starting to get comfortable again. We'll see how he transitions to the Cardinals. The only problem is, is you know, Newbar's day-to-day, that's fine. Um, Carlson's day-to-day, that's fine. But, you know, you got Mercado. They got Juan Yepes who came up already when O'Neal went down. There's so many options in, in St. Louis. We already saw Ollie Marmel mess with it the first time Walker was here. It's hard to say exactly how this is going to play out. So I want to sit back and watch. We know Walker's a great talent. I just know from a fantasy perspective on exactly how this is going to come to be. So I'll have to wait and see on that one. Some bad news if you're a Chris Sale manager or a Red Sox fan. He left Thursday's start early in the start with left shoulder soreness. He'll have an MRI on Friday. Velocity was down a ton. And Alex Cora, after the game, even said they are very, very concerned with a, a drop in velocity like Sale had. Usually does not lean to uh, very good situations when it involves left shoulder issues. The Twins had a trio of players leave the game on Thursday. We'll start with Byron Buxton. He left Thursday's game after getting hit by a pitch in the ribs. He apparently has rib soreness is what they're calling it. So we'll kind of wait and see how that one pans out. But it's always something it seems like, unfortunately, with Byron Buxton. Max Kepler, who was activated from the IL a day or two ago, he left the game early with a migraine injury. Hopefully he's day-to-day. I've had migraines. They are horrific. I couldn't imagine playing a baseball game with the migraine. So... Hopefully, Kepler gets that one to get through him pretty quick because those can linger and can be horrible. So, T's and P's to Max Kepler. Carlos Correa re-aggravated his plantar fasciitis, and that caused him to leave Thursday's game. This has been a lingering injury, an injury between the heel and the foot that uh, the Giants and the Mets were concerned so much about. They didn't want to pay him a lot of money, but the Twins, not a problem. Twins are starting to deal with that issue at this point in time. Some Cleveland Guardians notes Aaron Savali will be activated and start on Friday. Some more news, Tristan McKenzie will be activated and start on Sunday. So this rotation is starting to come to form. We got Bieber, you got Logan Allen, you got Tanner Bybee, now you got Savali, you got Tristan McKenzie. It is chef's kiss beautiful. Uh, Cal Quantrill is going to the IL with right shoulder inflammation. Hunter Gaddis likely going to the bullpen. This is the starting five we want in Cleveland. Let's keep this the way it is, please. Another bit of Cleveland Guardians notes, Josh Naylor was scratched from Thursday's game with wrist soreness after a monster game on Wednesday. It appears to be minor for now, and he's day-to-day. We'll keep an eye on that situation. And then Mike Clevenger will return and start for the White Sox on Friday, so keep an eye on that. And if you're playing DFS, feel free to stack against him. Some hitting highlights from your Thursday's action on the diamond. Royce Lewis, one for four with another home run, two RBIs and a run scored. Since he got called up a few days back, he's hitting 308 with two home runs and six RBIs. The boy's legit. Going to be fun to see how that one keeps panning out. Fernando Tatis Jr. went three for four with three doubles, two runs scored, four RBIs, a walk, and a stolen base on Thursday. That was a big boy game from Tatis. And in his first 36 games of the year, sure, he's only hitting 253, but he's got nine home runs and six stolen bases. He's put together a couple big games of late as well. So Fernando Tatis Jr., he's getting comfortable. He's looking like a force of the plate. And Soto's waking up. Machado should be coming back from the IL here pretty soon. The Padres might be in a, a good place. Just hopefully you don't live in San Diego and have to pay $20 to the MLB to watch their games. That's a shame. 
And then Ryan McMahon, I wanted to mention him again. He went two for four with a double and a run score. McMahon is scorching hot. He crushed it in Colorado last weekend. And many would be like, oh, he played in Coors. He's not going to sustain it. Well, he had a great three games in Arizona as well. Uh, McMahon, two for four with a double and a run scored on Thursday. Over his last eight games, Ryan McMahon is hitting 500 with eight extra base hits, four of those being home runs. He's walking almost 18% of the time by striking out around 20%. He is locked in right now, and I know it's just a, probably a hot streak. But this is a guy I've always felt could be the next thing. Like If you look at his overall, like you know, his, uh, his barrel rates, his hard hit rates, the ground balls, the fly ball, like just little tweaks here and there, there was something in the tank for him potentially, and hopefully he's finding it right now. For more details on the day's top hitters, make sure you check out the Daily Batters Box at PitcherList.com. So starting pitching highlights on your Thursday, Kevin Gossman continued to be filthy. Six and two-thirds innings, no earned, five hits, two walks, and 11 strikeouts for Gossman. He had 16 whiffs and a 30% CSW on 115 pitches. Pitch count got up there, but he was absolutely filthy. This was Gossman's fifth game out of 12 starts this season with at least 10 or more strikeouts. That is just some ridiculous numbers. The ratios are great. If you're looking at those um, second-chance drafts on NFC, like the Gladiators, he's the third or fourth starting pitcher taken in drafts right now, and rightfully so. He's been amazing and um, worth every penny on draft day. Mad Max Scherzer, you know, he had all these goofy injuries. He had the suspension for the sticky stuff. It was like just rough start to the season. He settled in now. He went seven innings, one earned, five hits, one walk, and nine Ks on Thursday. Scherzer had 22 whiffs and a 36% CSW against the Phillies with 101 pitches. Like I said, he's locked in now. His last four games, Max Scherzer has thrown 25 innings. Not bad. A 1.03 ERA, really good. Four walks and 28 strikeouts. Mad Max is back, folks. Look him in the good eye. Hunter Green, we talked about it on his last start. We've said it before. He had four really rough starts in May. Three of them are Great American Small Park. One was Coors Field. He comes out in Chicago last week, six no-hit innings with 11 Ks. He follows that up in Fenway Park. Hunter Green did with six innings pitched, one earned, two hits, three walks, and eight more strikeouts. 14 whiffs for only a 23% CSW was a bit surprising for Green, but still dominant, 109 pitches. Over the last two starts, I mentioned the, the Chicago start. Now this one has 12 innings pitched for Hunter Green, one earned run, two hits, five walks, 19 strikeouts. That's the Hunter Green we signed up for. That's the Hunter Green we want. Keep it going, big dog. All right. Make sure you tune into the Plus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock and read his daily SP Roundup to get caught up in all things starting pitching. Some relief pitching highlights on a Thursday. There's no Adovino. There's no David Robertson. But no problem. Drew Smith picked up his second save of the season by getting one out. One out. Not even a strikeout. One out. Get a second save for the Mets. And then not much else on the seven-game slate. Ryan Presley picked up his 11th save of the season. Jordan Romano picked up his 13th save of the season. Not a ton going on there. But make sure you read the Daily Reliever Ranks article on PitcherList.com for more information about all things relief pitching. All right, before we have a quick look to Friday's action, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow, 
and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. And welcome back to the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. I am your host, Brian Intrican, a.k.a. KC Bubba. Let's hear from our buddy Mark Paquette as he previews Friday's weather. Thanks, Brian. A full slate of baseball on this Friday, and the good news is that we will have no weather issues. So we are free to play whoever you have in season long or in DFS or whoever you want. Back to you. And thanks as always, Mark. We really, really appreciate it. Some DFS targets for your Friday. There's a lot. There's a 13-game slate starting at 7.05 p.m. Eastern. There's a lot of really good pitchers. It's really a weird slate, but still, that's 26 pitchers going. There's plenty of places to target. I like game stacking the Kansas City-Colorado game. Kansas City versus Chase Anderson, Colorado versus Jordan Lyles. Those are two I like a lot, uh, especially like your Nolan Jones is super affordable. Ryan McMahon already talked about how on fire he is. There's other options in Colorado. Kansas City, outside of Salvi Perez, you know, Nick Prado's affordable. Vinny Pascantino's affordable. Uh, Drew Waters, Mike Massey, lots of cheap plays in Kansas City. So we got some value in that game stack. Uh, Philadelphia versus Josiah Gray. This is a fun one on the Bub and the Bloom on Thursday. We did K to walk percentage, risers and fallers from April to May. And Josiah Gray's K to walk percentage dropped close, a little less than 2% in May. He's walking a ton of guys. He's towing the line. I'm not getting shelled. That could change against Philadelphia, especially with the likes of Harper and company. So I think Philadelphia's a fun stack. And then San Diego versus Jameson Tyon. Tyon looks broken. San Diego's heating up. I mentioned it with Tatis and Soto. Cronenworth's uh, playing well. There's a lot of options there with the Padres. So don't mind any of that versus Jameson Tyon. But again, lots of ways to go with the bats. And that being said, lots of ways to go with pitching. There's, you know, you got o- Shohei versus uh, Framber. You got Logan Webb. You got Luis Castillo uh, and many, many more. But the pitchers I'm looking for, this is your save money time. You can pay up for certain guys. But Charlie Morton versus Arizona, Morton's been great. He's going to get you close to a quality start. Maybe get too many runs, but get you a lot of strikeouts as well. So that's a great play for his price point. The best price guy on the slate, points per dollar, John Gray versus Seattle Mariners. John Gray's renaissance, his last four starts, started with the pitch mix change May 8th in Seattle. Now he's coming full circle here. He's been great since he made that change. Tons of strikeouts, limits the walks. He's given up three total runs in those four starts. So John Gray is a phenomenal play for me on Friday. And then Jack Flaherty, if you want to punt, Flaherty's been all or nothing. But I, I like that the improvements we're seeing faces a struggling Pittsburgh offense. It's kind of, They've kind of heated up the last week, I'll say that much. But a, a team was not like the one in April. So Flaherty as a punt can be quite interesting as well. Some things I'm looking forward to on Friday, besides having a full day of baseball action, which is always just outstanding. Uh, there's some matchups I'm really liking. Yeah, the nightcap, Yankees at the Dodgers. This is baseball uh, TV ratings gold for people. Yeah, Luis Severino versus Kershaw. Kershaw has struggled in his last three starts. Severino, you never know what you're going to get in my mind. But I think that's a great matchup right there. Yankees are heating up. Judge up to 18 home runs now. That could be a ton of fun. Astros versus the Angels. Talked about earlier. Framber versus Shohei. That's a great time as well. Um, you got Framber. It's funny. I was looking at the uh, Los Angeles Angels over the last couple of weeks. 
striking out nearly 33% of the time for left-handed pitching, but they're also hitting over 300 with an ISO over 300. So they are crushing it when they hit it, but they're striking out a third of the time versus lefties. Framber limits the hard contact, gets ground balls. It's a great matchup, Framber versus Shote. I'm really looking forward to that one. You got Luis Castillo versus John Gray. Talked about Gray and the adjustments he's made. Castillo's been amazing. He is ace material through and through. So big fan of what Luis Castillo's bringing to the table, of course. So that's a fun one. But I mentioned a lot of top-end dudes. You got your you got your uh, your your uh, Logan Webbs and and many many others. Uh, Verlander's on the bump and whatnot. So it should be a really really fun day. Maybe Chris Bassett bounces back. That'd be fun to check out as well. That'll do it, folks. Another episode of the First Pitch Podcast in the books. Uh, make sure you go to pitchlist.com, PL Plus, PL Pro. You will not regret it. Gets you into the Discord, gets you the PLV tools, the pitcher bot, and much, much more. So go check out pitchlist.com, PL Plus, PL Pro. It'll be awesome for you to do so. But that'll do it, folks. I'll be back with you guys on Monday, recapping Sunday, and looking forward to the week ahead on the Diamond. Jake Crumpler will once again have you covered here for me over the weekend. Hope you all have a great weekend, a great Friday. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at BDNTREK, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. But for now, this is your first pitch podcast, June 2nd edition. Hope you all have a great weekend. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.